Hallelujah. It was on this day that the ultimate valley was raised up in the name of Jesus. Amen. That the bridge between us and God was created. That the ultimate valley was lifted up so that we have access to God because of Easter. Because he died on the cross for us. Amen. Man, I love it when the people of God come together to worship him. Come on, man. There's something going on in this place today. Can you feel it? Come on. There's an echo coming out of Eternity Church that's preparing the way for Clive. Amen. That's preparing the way for Des Moines, for Adele, for Central Iowa. Amen. There's an echo that's preparing the way. John the Baptist came and said, make way for the Lord. That's exactly what we're doing today. We're making way for the Lord, amen? Making way for the Lord to bring hope into hopeless hearts, to bring healing into broken bodies, to bring restoration into broken relationships, amen? We're making the way for the Lord. I don't know if you understand the power, the power of your praise. Come on, the power of your praise. See, at Eternity Church, we're one of those holler back, yell at the preacher. We're one of those churches that are amen. And we're one of those churches that we worship the Lord, offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, making a joyful noise, a loud noise for the Lord. Why? Because there's power in praise. There's power in praise. It doesn't just bring a wall down for you, but it brings a wall down for your neighbor. Amen. And right now, I know, I believe it in the spiritual, that the praise and the echo coming out of Eternity Church in Clive, coming out of Eternity Church in Adele, is echoing across the street, down the road, amen, and bringing walls down for broken hearts and broken families and lonely people. They may not hear it with their ears, but it's doing something in their spirit, amen. We're making the way for the Lord. Man, happy Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Can, can, we, can we give a great big welcome to Eternity Church family, to our Adel family? Come on. Welcome to Eternity Church. We love you. We're so excited about what God is going to do in and around Adele because of this day. Come on. A church that loves the truth and is driven with the grace of God will change lives. And uh, looking forward to, to the stories and the testimonies that can't start coming out of the house of God in Adele. Amen. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. And in the fall, in the fall, we'll be launching in Audubon. So come on. We got, a, we, we've, we got a lead pastor lined up for that campus. And we'll talk to you more about that maybe on our bold launch weekend. And uh, hey, by the way, if you're new to Eternity Church, welcome to church. Welcome to eternity. So glad that you're here today. And uh, you've come to the greatest church in the universe today. Come on. Well, that's a bit arrogant. Yeah, I know. But hey, if your pastor doesn't think it's the best church ever, leave and go to the one that he does think is the best. All right? Go there. All right? Come on. All right? It's all right. We're excited about what God's doing here. And it's definitely the best place in the universe for me to, and you to be today. Amen? So love what God's doing here. A couple of quick announcements before I get into the Word and, and then we'll pray. And after I pray, you can take your seats then. But a um, couple of quick announcements. Um, I'm hoping that if you're new, that you fall in love so much with the power and the presence of God here at Eternity Church this week, that you'll come back next week, all right? And, uh, and, and everybody else, if you're not new and you love Jesus, you know that it's important to be in the house of God. So you'll be here anyway. But I'm talking to the new people, right? We've got a guest speecher, guest speecher? That's when a preacher is becoming a bit more of a speaker, you know. Um, but no, we've got a guest preacher next weekend. Uh, his name is Nathan Finocchio. Someone say it. It's fun to say his name. It is. Someone say Finocchio. 
it's just fun to say his name, isn't it, you know? And, um, but we've got Nathan Finocchio coming to speak next weekend. Uh, absolute just unicorn of a man, right? Like, um, uh, you know, when you, you get these great theologians, but they're boring as all snot to listen to, right? Uh, but then sometimes you might get this amazing preacher, but you're like, I'm not sure that that's in the Bible, you know what I mean? And uh, well, well, this guy, he's a unicorn. He is an incredible theologian. He runs his own university online called Theosu. Incredibly good theology. Um, and, uh, and so he's a great theologian, uh, also an incredible gifted and uh, passionate communicator. And, uh, and so we, he's a unicorn in that sense. And he'll be here next weekend. And I know it's going to bless your heart and your family and your walk with the Lord if you'll be here next weekend. Uh, he'll be preaching in all services. Amen. I uh, also wanted to let you know that the week after that we have, are you ready for it? The Bold Launch. Come on. <clears throat> we got the Bold Launch. Now, we, we've been talking about bold for a long time, and we're going to have our bold sermon series, um, and we pushed it back a little bit because it's a really important moment in the life of our church, and we want to do it right. Um, and so it is not next week, but the weekend after. We need you all to be here that week, all right? It's going to be, we got food trucks, we got a free bold t-shirt for everybody that comes in the doors on that weekend. And, uh, and, and just, you know, in true eternity fashion, you can't get it if you don't come that weekend, all right? Don't be messaging me on my Instagram, hey, I really love that shirt, can I? No. No, you can't have, you can't wear the shirt, the ultimate, come on, the ultimate pretender. I was there. No, you weren't. Come on. If you want the bold shirt, you got to come to the bold launch, all right? Uh, on April 30th, and uh, is that right? April 30th and May 1st, uh, and we are going to share a bold vision for a bold church about how we're going to make room and keep going after all that God has given us and is doing in our church. And I got to tell you, you are going to hear some insane testimony of the goodness and the provision and the purposes of God on the bold weekend. So don't miss out, all right? All right. Are y'all ready for Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 9? All right. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 9. As you go find that in your Bibles, I want to give you a little insight into uh, every preacher on Easter weekend. Right? Every preacher on Easter weekend has woken up about 17 times in the preceding month and wondered, how on this beautiful earth am I going to say what I said last year differently? Right? I don't know. Have it hands up if in this church or in your last church you were ever asked to host or do an offering word or share communion, right? Come on, give me a wave if you're one of those people, right? And every time that you get up to do that communion word, you're like, how am I going to say it the same but different, so they don't think I didn't prepare. You know what I mean? And uh, that's, that's us every week. I'm, I'm sorry, that's us every Easter. I'm like, all right, I got to say it the same, but a little different, so they think that I'm worth getting paid enough to prepare this, Pro prove that I'm worth being here. But the truth is, I don't care if you've heard it before, because it's a phenomenal story. Come on, this is a story worth telling every day. Come on, when you get a juicy bit of gossip, you tell like 47 people before you finally listen to the Holy Spirit saying, shut your mouth, right? But the preacher, the preacher can't preach the same sermon two years in a row, right? But come on, but you can say that, right? Or you, you, you will watch some fantastic movie that you love like Ever After. And then like two weeks later, you're like, let's watch it again. Let's rent it again, right? But the preacher, heaven forbid, if he say the same thing two weeks in a row, we find in a new church. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to church. I'm excited to preach the same thing. You ready for it? Come on, are you ready for it? Come on, it was a good movie. I'd pay twice to listen to it. Come on. Right, Luke chapter 24, right, verses 1 to 9. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone 
had been rolled away. Come on, restored and sanctified. This stone's been rolled away. Who knows that one? Never. No one ever knows the songs. All right. If you're new here and you're wondering what just happened, yep, Doug's shaking his head. He's like, he's just got to stop trying, right? Like, almost every week, I sing a song from, the, from like, Christianity primetime, which was, like, the 80s and 90s, you know? Uh, and um, and turns out primetime Christianity was different in Australia. So every time I sing a song from back then, nobody knows it in this room. But anyway, we need more Aussies in here. Anyway, they found that the stone's been rolled away. But when they went in, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they... Sorry, while they were perplexed about this, behold, someone say, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, much like this wonderful jacket I'm wearing right now. And as they were frightened and and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why, this is important, listen to this, why do you search for for the living among the dead? Oh, come on. He ain't here. Someone say, he ain't here. The Australian translation that was. But he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day, rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that this story is such a great story that we could watch the movie a hundred times and never even begin to scratch the beauty of it all. That we can hear it every Easter and a few times in between and and, and every time just, just pull out some more beauty, some more grace, some more truth out of this, this word, Lord. And, and, and so we thank you for that. And we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you that you didn't just die for our sins and go to heaven, but you died for our sins and you rose again, prophesying into our life that we too will rise again. Yeah. That a death, that a pain, that a sacrifice, that a hurt doesn't have to be the end of our lives, but that, Lord, that a life lived submitted to you will rise again too. So God, we thank you for that. And we just pray that you would help me preach your word in a way that everybody in this room would leave with some inspiration, encouragement, or challenge that would help them become more like you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, can we give the Lord just five more seconds of praise? It's Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Come on, it's Resurrection Sunday, amen. Come on, you can high-five your neighbors and take your seats. We're going to have some fun today. Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in church today? <clears throat> Man, I love what God's doing in this house. Uh, hey, can you imagine being one of the disciples, all right? Imagine being one of the disciples and... You know, you've been hanging out with Jesus for three-ish years. You've been hanging out with Jesus, and He's speaking to you every single day. Like, like imagine every day you get a rhema word from God into your life. Every single day that you do something, and God's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't do it like that." Or, or God sees a, you know, right standing next to you, God sees a tree, and He's like, He's like, "Let me show you why." You know, why this stupid tree shouldn't bear any more figs ever again. You know what I mean? And you're there. Like, you're just blown away and perplexed every day because you are walking with Jesus every single day, right? You were there when, when, when they were walking along and, and a blind man calls out, you know, hey, hey, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, right? You were there when, we're reading about it, but they were there when it happened. They were there when, the, when Jesus stopped at the blind man and, 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 and to heal the blind man, he spit in, in the dirt and he made mud and, and he picked up the, the, the spit mud and he slapped it on his eyes. You know, that's not how you think a miracle is going to happen. Can I get an amen? 
right? Anybody else? Just try that. Next blind man that you meet, just go in the mud right now. He will beat the snot out of you. Come on, right? But Jesus just, just spits in the mud, takes the, 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 the earth of which mankind was formed out of, adds some Holy Ghost power to it, stuffs it in the eye sockets where eyes should be. Then the man goes and, and baths in the pool called scent, which means he went where God sent him. When you go where God sent you, you will find victory in your life. I promise you that. If you obey God, if you do what God says, and you, you, you live your life, and you, you go where God sent you, then you will find healing and you will find victory and you will find restoration. Can I get an amen? amen. <clears throat> and the man went there. He went there. And then all of that, as he washes, the, the, the mud that God had, had formed mankind out of had become eyes in his eye sockets. You were there. Imagine you're a disciple. You were we're reading about it, but imagine if you were there when it happened. Imagine if you were there when when with the Lord when, when they're walking by and there's some, there's some people yelling out, make way, leper, leper, leper. Or in Australia, as they say, leper, 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 right? You, you, you hear that and, and Jesus stops and he goes over to the leper, the most contagious disease of the day. So bad that everybody who had leprosy, they assumed that those people had sinned. Those people had done something wrong against God. They had brought this on themselves. There's something wrong with that person, right? So they were told to stay away for two reasons. Number one, so we wouldn't get leprosy from you. Number two, so that we wouldn't catch some spiritual disease that you've got. You brought this on yourself. Lepers were cast out so much. And, and, and if you saw them coming, you'd cross the street, right? Jesus sees that person, the one who's been cast out, the one who has been shunned, the one who, according to the world's opinions, it's their own fault that they're sick, right? And, and he goes over to that person and he lays hands on him and heals him. I know the disciples were there saying, you need your mask and gloves. <laughs> Jesus, you need your mask and gloves. What are you doing? There's a pandemic. You can't go near that person, right? No, 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 no. Do you know what Christianity does when people are hurting? Christianity goes in and says, I love you. Come on, I'm going to hug you. Christianity just says, come here, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, for I will give you rest, amen. That's what Christianity says. Christianity doesn't say, stay away from me. Christianity doesn't say, get away from me, you who, have, you who are sick. Christianity doesn't believe we lay hands on the sick unless they're sick. We believe that we lay hands on the sick, that we welcome the sinner, that we welcome those who are sick, and we embrace them and we hug them no matter what. Because that's what the Word of God says, amen? And so Jesus shows us exactly how to live that life. And so he goes up to the leper and he says, I don't condemn you. And he heals the lepers, amen? Come on. <clears throat> that's the kind of Jesus that you've been hanging out with for three years. You were with Jesus when, when Lazarus died. And, and you're going over there and you're like, well, I'm going to get him back. Come on, right? You see a dead man. You see a dead man. And his sister says, don't go in there, it stinks now. Literally, he'd been dead long enough that his sister is saying to Jesus, don't go in there, he stinks now. It's filthy, it's disgusting. And Jesus says, hey, watch me. And he goes in there and he lays hands on Lazarus and he raises up from the dead. You got to see a dead man rise. For three years, you saw demons being kicked out of bodies. Come on, for three years, you saw the sick healed. You saw the dead raised up. You saw the broken remembered, the forgotten welcomed. Come on, you saw it for three years, but all of a sudden it feels like that's not going to happen ever again because he's dead. You might be like, man, we need Jesus to come and raise someone. Well, Jesus is the one who's dead. You saw him raise someone else from the dead. Maybe you're thinking, Lazarus, could you come pray for him? Maybe there's a bit of that resurrection power left in you. But Jesus is dead. And they think 
They're never going to see another miracle again. They had forgotten. They had even forgotten or did not understand or did not pay attention when Jesus said, in three days I'll rise again, and had to be reminded of it by the angels. And so they go to the tomb to reminisce or to pay respects or to put spices on the body. And when they arrive, the stone has been rolled away. And the angel says, why do you look for the living among the dead? See, he was dead, but he's not dead anymore. He was dead, but he's not dead anymore. See, this is a really important part of the entire Christian theology right here. He was dead. He's not dead. You were dead. You're not dead. Come on. You were dead in your sins, but now you're alive in Christ. Amen. This is Christianity. Christianity is not a die and go to heaven religion. It is a resurrection religion. Amen. It's a resurrection religion. Praise God that our lives on earth, they may be dead, but we will come alive. Amen. Jesus prophesied into our lives that we will rise again. Amen. But even it doesn't end there. Even when we do die physically and go to heaven, we're waiting for the resurrection of the saints reunited on earth. Amen. Come on, we serve, uh, sorry, we are in a, a resurrection religion, not a dead religion, not a statue religion, not a die and go to heaven religion. There is more, amen. <clears throat> he died on that cross. What's cool is if you'll allow him, if you'll say yes to Jesus Christ, he died on that cross, not just for our sin, but with our sin. <clears throat> Not just for your sin. He died with the sins of the world. He became the representation of every filthy thing that you have ever done or ever said. And he died with it. He died with it. Come on. Come on. He died with it. You know, when someone dies with cancer, the cancer dies too. Come on. It dies too. And because of that, because of that, because he died with our sins, if we'll allow him, because he died with our sins, according to 1 Corinthians 6, 9, we are not what we were. We are not what we used to do, and we're not even what we do still continue to do. We are not what we were because he died with what we were and he died with what we did. Amen. First Corinthians 9 says, after saying that liars, adulterers, and yada, yada, yada will not inherit the kingdom of God, he goes on to say that is what some of you were, but you were washed and you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> You're not a liar anymore. Come on, that's good news. You're not a liar anymore. Oh, you used to tell some porkies, no doubt about it, but you're not a liar now. Come on. Oh, you may have told a lie last week, but you're not a liar now. You are not the sum of your past or present mistakes because you were washed and you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're not a liar. That's what you were. You, may, you were a cheater. You were a liar. You were a thief. You were a drunkard and a swindler, but you're not these things anymore. That's what you were, amen, because you have been sanctified. Come on, someone say sanctified. And half the room's like, what is sanctified? Busting out, I went to Bible college, come on. And that's the only word I learned because I was too busy looking for a wife at Bible college. Come on. You know what they call it? They don't call it Bible college in Australia. We call it bridal college. Come on. There's like 1% of the people there are like, I'm here for an education and then serve God. The rest of us were like, I'm here for a wife and then serve God, you know? Like, we're hoping she's the education that we need. Hello? Come on. <clears throat> I didn't find one there. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to find where I was at in my notes. Because <laughs> that was not in my notes. There it is. Sanctified. Come on. <laughs> I knew it was something fancy because I was talking about Bible college, right? Come on. Sanctified. Y'all know what that is? 
It's best described like this, or I'm going to give you some theology, or right? I, I learned this one thing, right? Sanctified is best described like this, now but not yet, all right? Someone say now, now. but not yet, right? Now but not yet. What that means is the moment I give my life to Jesus Christ, according to the Lord God, I am, in, I am completely sanctified, washed and justified. He looks at me and he sees a perfect son of God. He sees a perfect son. I am now a child of God and I am, I am perfect in his eyes and I've been washed by the blood and I, my heart and my soul is white as snow. But as far as it goes on my physical journey on earth, I am not yet what God says I am. Does that make sense? Right? And so spiritually, now here's the cool thing. If Jesus Christ died on a cross and did not rise again, I could be, according to the Lord, sanctified. But the not yet wouldn't happen. So spiritually, yeah, the, the price was paid for my sin. Spiritually, yes, the price was paid. The punishment that I deserved for all the wrong and the filth and the garbage that I did in my life. Spiritually, taken care of. But this life that I am living now is a gift from God. We were not just created spiritual. We were created spiritual and physical at the same time. And so, so that in, in my life, I can live in resurrection power. And so that in my, in my life on earth, I can, I can experience healing and restoration, victory and triumph. Jesus Christ rose again for the not yet. Come on, church. Can I get an Amen. <clears throat> he doesn't just care about your spirit. He cares about your body. He doesn't just care about your spirit. He cares about your life. Amen. Life is a gift from God. And you weren't just created. You weren't some wandering soul out there in the cosmos. And God's like, I think I need to make a Steve. If we got a Steve out there somewhere, there we go. Put him in a body. That's not what happened. At the same time, he created your body and your spirit to live together in unity. It is sin that separated our spirit from our body. But praise God, Jesus Christ died on a cross that we could both have sanctification now in the spiritual and not yet in the physical and go on a journey to become all that God says you are. Somebody learned something today. Yeah, y'all are like, man, that was worth those $8 he spent on that class. <laughs> Come on. You know, another way to maybe explain that might be this. I used to work um, for a company in Australia, and um, I needed my psychology degree. I wasn't finished it. And they, they, they were willing to give me the job and, and the title so long as I commit myself to staying on the journey and getting my master's degree in psychology. They were willing to give me the job and to give me the pay and to give me the life so long as I committed myself to the journey. You hear what I'm saying? And it's the same with the Lord. You are sanctified now. You got the title. You're holy. You're righteous. You're set free. You're not the sum of your past mistakes. Come on. You, 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 all you got to do is say, yes, Lord, take me on the journey. Stay on that journey, praise God. Someone say amen, that's good news. And so what am I saying? I'm saying you're not what you were. You're not the sum of your past mistakes. But some of us are still searching for ourselves among the dead. You've got to stop looking for the living among the dead. You've got to stop looking for life among the dead things of your past. Come on, listen to me. I want to take a moment and share something for some of you. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I can tell you right now that you are not going to find life in the bar. No, I will be one of the ones. Come on, have you seen Cheers? Normie's life sucks. Come on, who's seen Cheers, right? Come on. Like, I love the show, but Normie's life sucks, right? Like, it does. And, and it's a pretty accurate representation of a life lived at a bar. You've got three friends, that's it, and you're not doing anything. Come on, right? Like, like and I'm not picking on bit, but like some of you specifically, you spend a lot of time in the bar. You spend a lot of time at the clubs. And, and, and it's like 10 years of wasted time. When are you going to stop looking for the living among the dead? 
Come on, in 10 years, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, next week, I'm going to meet my soulmate. Yeah, okay, come on. I, want, I don't want that soulmate. Come on. Now, I know that God can redeem and God can restore and God can heal, but I'd rather find them in church. I'd rather join a serving crew at church. I'd rather start serving at youth or serving at kids or serving in a band and find them there. I'd rather find them alive than have to do CPR. Come on. I'm going to do CPR on everybody else in the world, but I want to marry someone who's already alive, praise God. Come on, you won't, find the, you won't find your purpose in bars and clubs. You won't find your spouse at strip clubs and on street corners. We find people there that we can lead to the Lord. Come on, right? Ben, leave that to the women. <clears throat> you didn't get a word from the Lord that you could lead people to church on the strip clubs and street corners today, all right? There are some incredibly women-ran ministries that do a great job of that, and they should stay women-ran. Come on, can someone say amen? Come on, you've you got to stop looking for life among the dead. You've got to stop looking for a wife among the dead. Come on, you've you got to start looking for the living in the place where things are living. Amen. See, uh, uh, Jesus said on the third day, I will rise again. See, some of you are even looking for your own identity in the dead things of your past. People called you this. People said this about you. People, people labeled you this. And you're still carrying those ideas. I am that. I'm nothing but this. No, 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 no. That is dead. That was buried with Christ on the cross. You're not what you were. You're not what you did. You're not who they said you are. Because he died on the cross and he rose again, prophesying into your life that you can rise again and that you can rise above the dead things of your past. Can someone say Amen. I find that for a lot of Christians, though, what we believe is that Jesus died, but we forgot about Jesus who rose. And so we're all about, man, Jesus died for my sins. Praise God, I'm not going to hell. Awesome. Great news. But he rose, and you can have victory today. Come on, he rose, and you can overcome the things that have chained you down. Come on, these addictions, these struggles, these depressions, these anxieties, come on, all these things that the world got you believing, it's just going to be like that. This is just how it's going to be. Our marriage, we're just always going to fight. We're just always going to be at each other. We're just never going to have joy. That is garbage. You can have life right now. You can have healing right now. You can, you can overcome addiction and temptation. This sin, Scripture talks about the sin that so easily ensnares you. It can be dealt with in Jesus' name. Amen. You do not have to live stuck in it, chained down by it. Amen. You serve not only a God who died on a cross, but a God who rose from the grave. Died for your sin? Yes. Rose to give you new life too. Come on. Come on. I believe that there's going to be a resurrection in this place today. See, you came to a church that preaches the truth, that's dripping with grace, and believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we could just give you a nice polished performance. We would have had to hire a different preacher for the weekend to do that. But we could just give you a nice polished performance and just be done with it. But, uh, but like Paul said, I don't want to come with just wise and persuasive words. I want you to have a demonstration of the power of God. Amen. And so if you're here on Easter and you're desperate to get out and have that brunch, that Easter Sunday brunch with your family, come on, I'm telling you, God's probably got a different plan. If there is some dead things in your life, if there is some brokenness in your life, if there are some chains in your life, the plan of God is not come to church, hear that he can fix it, and then go have a brunch. No, the plan of God is that you come to church, hear that he can fix it, and come and have a resurrection. Amen? That's the plan of God in your life. And so at the end of this service, we're going to open up the front for people to come and get prayer and do business with God. Amen? Come on, I believe there's going to be a resurrection. You can experience in the natural what God has already done in the spiritual you can become who he says you are. You can have what he says you can have. You can see what he says you can see. Amen. Come on, he's still a miracle-working God. You ain't going to come to Eternity Church and hear about the God who was a miracle-working God. 
We're not just going to tell stories about what used to happen. No, no, no. He's still a miracle-working God. All those miracles that, excuse me, all those miracles that Jesus did, listen, miracle season, it ain't over. It ain't over. In fact, Jesus said to the disciples, greater things than these you will see. Greater things. Miracle season is just beginning, my friends. Come on. <laughs> Deliverance season, it, it ain't over. Hallelujah. It's just beginning. Amen. Freedom season, it ain't over. It's just beginning. Can I get an amen? Why? Because his name is I am. His name is not I was. His name is not I could. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Mo- when, when Moses goes to the burning bush, he meets with God and God introduces himself. And what does he say? His name is Yahweh. What does Yahweh mean? I am. Interchangeable all throughout Scripture. The, the Hebrew word for Yahweh is also used everywhere through Scripture for I am. Like I am going to McDonald's, all right? Like I am. That is God's name. He introduces himself to Moses and says, my name is I am. Why, do, why is that his name? Well, because he is. Because he's not the God who was. He's not the God who who just rose. He's the God who is risen. Amen. He's not the God who who used to. He's the God who is. He's the God who does. He's still God. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a God of the resurrection. Can I get an amen? See, for my family, he is I am. Our family does not serve I was. Our family does not serve I could or I might. Our family serves the God who is I am. I am the God who heals. I am the God who provides. I am your wonderful counselor. Amen. I am the God who resurrects the dead. Amen. I am. Someone say amen. That's who my family serves. I still believe you can have a resurrection in your life today. For our church, our church serves I am, not I was. You know, many years ago, many, many years ago, Lauren and I, at that point, we only had two kids, Judah and Eli. They were, I think, two and one, two and a fair bit and one and a little bit, you know, and yeah, we didn't have a big break between those two. And um, we're living in Australia, and we, we heard the call of God to move to America and start a church. And we were like, okay. It's a big deal to move your family to the other side of the world. I'm not trying to get sympathy. That's not what I'm trying to do. But it is a big deal. All of our family is over there during seasons like this pandemic when you know, you start to realize the weight of living in a whole nother country, right? Especially when you come from a place like Australia that went psycho. <laughs> doesn't even care about the fact that people need people, you know? Crazy country. And um, so we moved over here. We weighed it. I'd say we thought we counted the cost. Maybe we didn't know the full cost, but we, we, we attempted to count the cost. And as we thought about it, as we counted the cost, we realized and we remembered, sorry, that he is I am. He, 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 he did deliver the Israelites out of Egypt and provide for them. And he is going to do that for us. I'd say the last couple of years, it feels for sure like the Lord delivered us out of Egypt, hello, into the promised land, praise God. But... But, um, but I tell you, it, it's, um, we were able to do that because he is I am. And we knew that I am would protect us, provide for us, help us, amen. And then after we moved here, we, we wanted to make sure that we didn't serve I am in, 2020, in 2012. And then in 2014, start serving the God who was. And so many Christians, that's how the journey goes. We have a great miracle in our life, but then for the rest of our lives, we talk about the miracle we had way back then, and that's it. And we should, and we absolutely should, recount his wonderful deeds as the psalmist writes, right? We absolutely should do that. I recount his wonderful deeds, but I don't want to recount them, and, and, and all of them are from 50 years ago. 
and, and somehow I turned him into the God who was doing things in my life. And so then it came time to take more faith steps. And as a church, we started to rent this, this building. We started to rent it later on in 2012 to launch Eternity Church in September 2012. And in September this year, we're going to have a great, massive, big 10-year uh, celebration. It's going to be amazing, all right? And uh, so we did that, and we rented it. We couldn't afford it. It was a really stupid thing to do. I ain't kidding you. In the natural, it was a stupid thing to do. I'm pretty sure that the monthly rent was more than our monthly income. And I'm like, yeah, but the Lord said so. And he did say. And we knew. So we did it. And so we rented it. And then a couple of years later, a few years later, I know three or four years later, we were like, man, we don't want to serve the God who did that miracle and doesn't do any more. We don't want to forget what he can do and what he does do. Amen. We, we, so, we, so we said, all right, now we're going to buy the building. Buy the building. We didn't do a capital campaign or anything. We just took up one offering and we we're like, all right, giddy up. Let's buy the building. And so we bought the building. And it worked. And we we're like, oh, he is I am. And about a year or two after that, we're like, man, God was good to us then, but he is I am. And we were growing, and people were coming, and people were getting saved. And so we thought, we need to renovate the building that we just bought. And so we did, and we didn't do a capital campaign. We just did it basically from stewardship and one offering again, and we, we bought the building. And, sorry, and we renovated the building. I think that was 2017, mid-2017. And so, and that's how it came to look like it does right now. And, and then, then we're like, okay, what are we going to do then? And, and by the way, and in two weeks, we're going to share the next step. Why? Because he is, I am. And, 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 and I am the God who provides. I am the God who moves. I am the God who heals. I am the God who delivers. I am the God who heals. Amen. He is the God who is, I am. Not I was, not I could, not I used to be, but I am. I am. Amen. I want to encourage you. He is the God who does do miracles. He is the God who does do healing. He is the God who does do provision. He is the God who, who does heal, who does provide. Amen. He is I am. You've got to stop serving the God who was. But instead, the God who was and is and is to come. Amen. That's our God. Praise God. Who is your God in your life? Who's your God? My God is I am. And I am preparing to make room for the God who is I am. So we're getting ready. Because if you lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw all men unto himself. And it's still true and it's still happening. We go into a pandemic. Still most churches are like 40%, 45%, 50% if they're really killing it of what they were before the pandemic. We go into that season. And do you know what I know? He is I am. He is, I, oh, people aren't going to come back to church, they kept saying, and I'm like, that's garbage. We're going to open up. We're going to promise to never close again because He is, I am, and we will not bow down to a messed up, worldly, ungodly culture that values opinion and popularity over the Word of God. We know that as we lift up the name of Jesus, He will build His church. And so here we are, bigger than we were before the pandemic. Why? Because... We don't serve the God who was or the God who could take care of you when there's not global turmoil. We serve the God who is I am. Who do you serve? Who does your family serve? The God who was? The God who rose from the dead 2,000 years ago? The God who did miracles for three years before he died 2,000 years ago? Or the God who is I am? Stop looking for the living among the dead. It's time for resurrection. Would you all stand up with me and bring your communion cup with you if you got one? If you didn't get one, just yell out, give me one. And you know one would do that. Just put your hand up and they'll bring you one. 
Today we're going to take communion. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I want you to take communion and remember that He is I am. I am risen. I am resurrected. He is I am. And, and too many of you, you know, you get, you get really mature in your Christian faith and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't need God to, you know, do you know what I mean? Like when you're young, you're audacious. You're ambitious. You know, you're young in your faith, you're, it's the same thing. Young in your faith, you're like, God's going to do this. And when you get older, you're like, God did that. But then you have some new pressing, painful situation in your life and you're just like, whatevs. And you make peace with pain. You make peace with lack. You make peace with hurt. Well, today, the Lord sent me to tell you, I am. I am. And he resurrected because I am willing to help you have victory in this life. Not just the spiritual. Amen. Both. Both. Amen. Both. And so I don't know what trial, trouble, tribulation, test that you're going through. But this Easter, we want to remember that he died on the cross for us. But we're going to remember that he rose. And as you take it today, I want you to, to just to remind yourself and just in your heart, just ask the Lord, hey, God, who is I am? Would you come into my situation so that I would have a testimony of your greatness now in my life? Amen. So think about that as you take the cracker. Because, no, because let me put, some people are like, oh, it's a very humanistic way to take communion. Right? They're like, well, we should only be focusing on the spirit. No, listen. Jesus literally came and did this as a human. Because he cares about humans. The, the whole reason humans, like spirit, spiritual and the physical, right? The whole reason that he did this is for humans, as a human. So your humanity and the thing you're going through in your humanity is why he did this. So let's remember that right now and ask him to be in the middle of it. Amen. Come on. His body was broken. So that he could be, I am in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And his blood was shed. And the cool thing about this, his blood washed you white as snow. So that even while you struggle and sin... You're welcome to walk past the curtain into the presence of God and experience the power of I am in your life today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is I am, amen. He's I am in Adele. He's I am in Clive. We started a church in Clive. It's going great. God's been good. Well, I am wants us to do it again. <laughs> Come on. In Adele. And then I am wants us to do it again. In Audubon, and then in Allwine, and then in the Dirty Dodge, and wherever else the Lord should lead us. Amen. Because He is I Am. Praise God. I only call it the Dirty Dodge because that's what the Dodge people call it. All right. We've got friends over here, and they come from um, they come from Fort Dodge. And when they first introduced themselves to me, I said, "Where are you from?" And they said, "The Dirty." And I was like, "I'm not from here. What does that mean?" They're like, "The Dirty Dodge," and I'm like. A place called Dodge, like Fort Dodge. And I'm like, good Lord, how hard was it to get to the name of your city? You know? 
but it must be filthy, <laughs> if that's its nickname. But hey, we're going to bring the blood of Jesus and clean it up one day. Amen. Come on. And about four years later, everyone will be talking about where do you come from? The clean. The clean what? The clean dodge. All right. Clean dodge or dodge? It's really clean. Anyway. So I saw a squirrel. I had to chase it for a second. Hey, um, in a moment, I'm going to pray for people. But first, I want to pray for people that don't know Jesus, okay? So don't walk out. The service closes in seven minutes. You'll survive, okay? If you're new here, what I like to tell you is, uh, if you walk out early, we take your name. And then I come to your workplace. Then I just keep walking in and out while you're trying to have a meeting. Just so you know. That's it. I'm a vindictive son of a gun. So, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. But we should. Who wants to join the team that harasses people at work for leaving church early? <laughs> Getting cultish. We should stop. So... Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding if you're from the news, all right? All right. What was I doing? I want to tell people about Jesus. That's right. So, all right. Um, now, nah, for real though, um, if you don't know Jesus, you need him. He wants to be I am in your life now. You might think, oh, I've got money, I've got a great position at life. You know, can I tell you that success is not money and power? It is the dumbest idea of success is that money and power. It's not bad. It certainly helps make, it makes being miserable more fun. But, but that's not success. Success is, how's your relationship with God? Are you living in line with His call for your life? Amen. Nothing wrong with being rich. Nothing wrong with being poor. And praise God, He does want to bless your life, amen. And every area of your life that you line up with the Word of God, you will find favor and blessing. And for most people, they do find, in fact, all the research shows that Christians tend to be wealthier on average than people who are not Christians, right? But they also find that Christians tend to live longer. Christians tend to have better marriages and stay married for longer. They tend to have better relationships with their kids because every area of your life, that you line up with the Word of God, you will find the favor, protection, and blessing of God in your life. Isn't that good news? God wants to be I am in your life too. And so if you don't know Jesus, I want, I want to pray a prayer with you. Scripture says, if you believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So what I want to do is I want to help you do that. I'm going to say a prayer one line at a time. I want you to repeat it back to me one line at a time. Believe it in your heart as you say it, and you will be saved. And you have invited the God who is alive, who is risen, who is a healer, who is a provider, who does heal into your life today. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.